0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to a Sunday service. This week, we'll hear a message from Pastor Greg Pettigrew. Well, I, I'll just tell y'all, I ended up in the emergency room. Y'all know last Sunday I preached, right? And I, I told y'all I needed to pass out up here uh, because I forgot to breathe. Then I got home and I got sick and I nearly passed out from the sickness, you know, and ended up in the emergency room, had to get some fluids and stuff in me, but uh, I, I got dehydrated. Y'all ever got thirsty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like super thirsty? Like you got something, you just, you know, you're you doing something and, and you forget to drink stuff or whatever, and you know, or you, you're working really hard and you, 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 your mind goes back to something. Like for me, I grew up down in Quitman and uh, just outside of Quitman, I don't know if any of y'all know about, much about Quitman, but right outside of town, right past the co-op, there's an artesian well. And uh, yeah, growing up, man, we used to, that's where we used to go. You know, because I was very athletic growing up. You know, we were playing sports year-round, you know, playing baseball there, and baseball season, basketball during basketball season, football during football season, just constantly playing some kind of sport. I'm not talking about just like organized sports. Uh, we played organized sports, but then when you wouldn't have an organized sports, we were organizing some sports in the neighborhood, you know, and, and just having a good time around the, uh, the block, just, uh, you know, doing whatever we could. And, you know, you get out there and you just going in. Look, I was raised in the day where we didn't have bottled water. Our bottled water was a green hose, man, you know, coming out of a sp- it off the side of somebody's house. Didn't matter whose house it was. You know, you just pass in a house, you see a water hose. You thirsty, you finna go over and get something to drink. You know, they didn't have Evian and, and springtime and all that stuff, man. You you drinking, you know, a little rubbery tasting. You know what I'm saying? That 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 was the way we grew up. And so sometimes that wasn't enough. You know, the water hose, the water out of the water hose, it it would it did do the trick, but it wasn't that satisfying. You know, it wasn't like that artesian well, man. And so we would go to this artesian well. You know, when we were younger, we would ride bikes to it. When we got older, you know, we would drive the cars out there to it. But that's where we would go, you know, when you got really, really thirsty. And so now, as an adult, it seems like whenever I get to that place where I'm really, really, really thirsty for something, that always pops up in my mind. It always comes up in my mind. That artesian well, man, it would be so nice to have a drink from that artesian. I'm thirsty right now. I I mean... I, I need some water, right? Who who want to go to equipment and get me some water real quick? Huh? You gonna go to equipment? Are, are you? Amen, amen. They good people from equipment. Uh, I ain't one of them, but they some of them some, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. But uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm thirsty right now, and I would like some water. Who would go to equipment right now and get me some water? I want to know. Get get going. I, I'll, I'll I'll preach till you get back. It's only an hour drive down there, an hour drive back. to uh, see, about one o'clock. Yeah, we'll be good. We'll be good. Go ahead, head on down there and get it. But you know, you get that, you got that 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 thought, that 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 taste, that thing that just you know. Uh, and I don't know. It may be something different for some of you. You know, you 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 know, you maybe when you get really really thirsty, this favorite Gatorade flavor pops in your mind. You know, or maybe this. Uh, you know, some soda pop pops in your mind or whatever, you know, but you, you got that thing that, you know, in that minute, that moment when you're really, really thirsty, that thing that you really are desiring, that you're really craving. And this morning in our scripture, if you would, Derek, go ahead and put the scripture up or Elena, whichever one of y'all on the computer. If you have your Bibles this morning, if you would turn to 2 Samuel chapter 23. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, that's fine. It's going to be on the screen like it always is. Uh, but I want to read this story and then kind of get back into what we were talking about. But he said and David longed and said, "Oh that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem which is by the gate." And the three mighty men broke through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, "Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this." Is it not this the blood is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these mighty these, these three mighty men. So what what 2 uh, Samuel chapter 23 is, is it's talking about the mighty men of David. You know, David had three mighty men who were his closest, uh, most uh prolific, I guess you'd say, soldiers, and then he had they said thirty mighty men, but it was actually thirty-seven mighty men who who had done these amazing feats, different things that they had done. Uh, you know, they talks about different ones right before this. There's a guy who went out in a little field and he he fought the the, the Philistines and, and fought so many of them and fought for so long that by the time he got done, his sword was stuck to his hand. He couldn't even get his, the sword out of his hand. There's a, one of my favorite stories. is a little bit further in this chapter. It's uh, Benia that. He chased a, a lion into a pit on a snowy day and, and killed it you know there's this just story after story after story of these men doing these great and mighty things. You know, and, and I'm sure all of this uh, goes back to David himself. And because you, you have to think, you know, the, the, these guys are following David. And you have to think David is a guy who, as a boy, as a shepherd, slew a bear and slew a lion, you know, uh, with his bare hands. And, and then uh, when, 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 uh, he, he was a teenager. He went to take food to his brothers. He would take sack lunches to his brothers who were on the, the army lines camped out across the valley from the Philistines. And there was a giant named Goliath that nobody would stand up to. And this little shepherd boy, David... Was the one who stood up. He he never got scared. He never backed down. He fought this guy with a sling and a stone, and and slew this giant. So you got to think, you know, if you're one of these guys who are in David's inner circle at night around the campfire when they're still telling stories, you know, you need something that you can talk about, right? You know, you uh, you know, guys, we we, we guys, we want to one up everybody, right? You know, uh, if if somebody had, uh, you know, they killed a a, a a rabbit one time with a a, a a slingshot. Man, I killed a, a, a bug deer one time when I jumped out of the tree with my, my, my knife. I landed on his head and stabbed him to death, you know? And then somebody else gonna say, well, I, I fought a bear with my with my hands. You know, I had a, a pack of gum in my pocket. I, I stuck it down his throat and choked him to death. I don't know. We gonna come up with something to where we're going to outdo each other. And so these guys, you got to think, man, they're around in this circle in this campfire with David telling these stories. Man, you got to come up with something, right? And, And you can't just make something up in this instance because David's not making these things up. David really did these things. We have it recorded. We know what he did. These other men are telling things that they had actually done. And so you've got to be willing. This is a group of men who are willing at any moment to give their very lives for David. And so David is at this place. What's going on right now? They are at the cave in Adullam. This is a time when David, he's not yet been, uh, he's been anointed king, but he's not yet been made king of Israel. And uh, Saul, out of jealousy, has run David out. So David is hiding out in different strongholds, different places. He's at the cave of Adullam right now. And uh, the Philistines actually have garrisoned in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was David's hometown. Just like Quitman was my hometown, Bethlehem was David's hometown. And so David is outside of Bethlehem with his men and you know, it's been argued by, by scholars, by, by by biblical historians and stuff. Why did David really say this? You know, was he actually saying this because he really wanted a drink of water from that well? Did he say this because he was just longing to be back in his hometown? Did he say this because he wanted to see the Philistines thrown out of Bethlehem? Why did he say this? We don't really know exactly why they said this, except that the Holy Spirit wanted to use it to teach me and you something this morning. And so... David says, he makes this comment, whether it's blase, whether it's just, you know, in passing, whether he's just, hey, you know, just thinking about old days and he's talking to himself just like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty right now and I could use a drink of water from that artesian well right outside equipment. Maybe David said, man, it'd be great. It'd be great right now. I'm thirsty. It'd be great right now if I had a drink of water from that well right there by that gate in Bethlehem because that's what I grew up on. You know, I grew up drinking that water. I grew up uh, satisfying my thirst from that well right there. That's 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 the water when I get thirsty. That's the water that I think about. And so David says, man, I wish I had a drink of that water. You know, and, and these three men uh, just... <laughs> They they take it. You know, they take it as a challenge. They take it as, this is the guy we serve. This is the guy we love. This is the guy we follow. We finna get him that drink. And so what these guys do, these three men go and they fight through this Philistine garrison. They fight through no telling how many Philistine soldiers get David this drink of water and bring it back to him. I mean, they're, you know, they, this is they probably working up a thirst themselves, you know, they're probably thinking, man, we going to get back. David going to take a swallow. He's going to give us a swallow. We all finna get something out of this drink of water right here. Man, it's finna be good when we get back over there after we done fought all these Philistines, as long as it's taking us to get through them, to get this water. Man, David's going to be so proud of us. He's going to, man, he's going to love on, he's going to pat me on the back. He give me a well done. My, my my good and faithful warrior, well done. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. And so they bring the water. They fight through. They get the water. They bring it back to David. And David pours it out. Mom, I'm gonna tell you. I look, I, <laughs> now, if this was me and I was one of these three, man, me and my boys would be looking at each other right now like, did, did that really just happen? You Did <laughs> Did he not realize what we just did? you know uh, I, I'm thinking back to Quitman, man and, and as a kid you know especially when we were having to walk to that well or we were having to, to ride our bikes all the way across town to get to that well when we've been playing sports all day you know maybe somebody ain't got no bike and, and maybe my bikes broke down and so my boys they get my buddies they go and they, they, they get a jug of water and they bring it back to me you know and and and, and they hadn't taken no drink themselves because they're waiting to take a drink when they get back here they worked hard to get that drink to get it back to me and they bring me back to jug and I just dump it out I I'm probably finna end up with a bloody nose, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, but these guys they, 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 they've they done all of these things and David pours this water out and and as, as God was leading me to this, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm because me and Brother Andy and Eli were back there talking about this story the other day because this is what God was taking me to and I was I, I was confused at first because I was thinking about the water, man. I need the water. It's the water. It's the water. I'm thirsty. Right? Uh, I I'm thinking about how thirsty some of us are, but this ain't about the water. This ain't about the water. This, you know, and, and I think it took David doing this to teach these men that this life is about more than just this water. This, 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 this instance right here is about more than just this water. This is not a story of water. This is the story of three men. This is the story of all of us. This is the story of being poured out. And so what, what does it mean to be poured out? Uh, that's that's the question. You know, we all know we, we use the term poured out on several occasions. You know, I used to go with, when I stayed with my grandma and granddaddy in the summers, you know, they would have a slot bucket. I'd go take the slot bucket and pour it out. You know, I'm pouring stuff out. I'm emptying stuff. You know, we're just getting rid of something. But that's not what we're talking about in this instance. That's not the kind of poured out that we're seeing done here. Um So what does poured out mean? And before, to to get back to this story, I want to jump forward in time first and go to a man who talks about being poured out. I want to talk to you about Paul real quick, because Paul talks about being poured out, first off, as a drink offering, and so I think that's the first thing that we know we can we can get. A better understanding of poured out is through Paul saying uh, that he's poured out as a drink offering. And, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 17, there's a verse that, that we have where Paul says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice in service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Now, what's happening for Paul right here, Paul is in prison at this time when he's writing this letter to the Philippians, right? He's getting toward the end of his life, and he actually says again in 2 uh, Timothy chapter Four, verse six, kind of the same thing. That my life is being poured out as an offering right now. My, my life is being offered. That offered right there. Let me read it to you in the Amplified. The way that this comes out, if I can get to it. The Amplified says, even if my lifeblood must be poured out as a libation on the sacrificial offering of your faith to God, still I am glad to do it and congratulate you all on your share in it. So Paul is saying I'm being poured out as a drink offering. Now, this is a, a an Old Testament uh um, concept when, when, when the, the priest in the Old Testament in Leviticus and in Numbers is two different places that it's talked about when the priest would make a sacrifice when they would sacrifice a ram a goat a, a bull whatever after they would sacrifice that they would pour out a drink offering next to the altar as an act of worship unto God Right, and so Paul is now using that thing, that Old Testament concept. He's taking it and he's using it for his life now, and he's saying that I feel like my life right now, in this instance, though I'm in prison, though I'm waiting, awaiting my, 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 my eventual death, though I'm in this tough situation. I feel like my life has been poured out as a drink offering and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's where you and I need to get. Our lives can be poured out as a drink offering just like Paul was having his life poured out as a drink offering. Right. And because what it is, is it's pouring out yourself in service unto God. It's your act of worship unto God, pouring out yourself in servitude to God and to his people. Now, that's something that each and every one of us can do. There's nobody in this room who can say, I can't do that. I can't serve God. I can't serve His people. Because the only reason you can say that is if you don't want to. It's not an I can't, it's an I don't want to all of us can be poured out as a drink offering. We just got to get to that place where we're willing to do it. Paul, his whole life, his life before Paul, when he was Saul, all he was doing was taking, taking, taking. He thought he was serving God, but he was he was taking for himself. He was taking for a religious mindset. He was doing this thing where he was persecuting Christians. He was persecuting people of the way because he was convinced that he was right. You know, and, and so Paul gets to this place where now when you give your life to Jesus, something's got to change, right? You don't live the way that you used to live. It's not about you anymore. Jesus Christ himself, King of kings, Lord of lords, said, I didn't come to this planet. I didn't come to this earth. I didn't come here for you to serve me. I came here so I could serve you. And he served us to the point of dying on a cross for you and for me. That's life being poured out as a drink offering. Are you living your life today as a drink offering? Are you pouring out anything today? Are you being poured out in any way today? You know, we've got to get to that place where we, we, we recognize that, that it's not enough just to be. It's not enough just to come. We got to start doing. We got to start pouring. We got to start being used of God. These men, when we get now we're getting back to this story because we 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 see now what, what being poured out looks like. Paul tells us, I poured out as a drink offering. That's what being poured out means. And so how does that reflect this story that we're reading? Because this is just David pouring out some water. But it's really David teaching these men a lesson. It's really David saying that the water is not what's important. What's important is pouring out yourself to God. So these men, they were fighting through to be poured out. What are you fighting through to be poured out today? That's the question. Because you're all fighting through something. You're all in a battle. We're in a battle, man. We know life is coming. Things are are happening and we're facing challenges. We're facing situations. We're fighting stuff in this life. What are you fighting? Are you fighting? Because this is where a lot of us are making the mistake. We think we're fighting for David's men. They fought to get this water for him. Just like I was talking about earlier, maybe thinking that David was going to say, hey, man, you guys, y'all are my guys, right? Right? Y'all are, oh man, y'all, y'all are, y'all are, I, I, I can't say thank you enough. You know, I'm, I'm patting you on the back. Um, I tell you what, you deserve a promotion you know, whatever. And that's what a lot of us are fighting through. We're fighting through thinking that we're going to get something out of this fight. I'm fighting through because in the end, man, somebody's going to recognize me. Somebody's going to say, look at Greg, look what he's doing, right? I'm fighting through because I want the accolades of man. That's not what this is about. That's not what being poured out is. Being poured out, it's not about a promotion, it's about devotion, right? It's about devotion to God, not promotion from man, right? It's, it's not about a pat on the back, right? And that's not what this is about. This is about get, look doing what you've got to do to hear that well done, good and faithful servant at some point, right? It's, it's, it's fighting through whatever you're fighting through. Me and my wife were talking about this the other night. We get in that place where we're doing these things and, and we're serving and then we're like, man, why am I not being recognized? You know? The people, somebody You know, they talk about everybody else. Why didn't they put my name in there? They don't know what I did. I was one of them three. You know? Everybody got their name in the paper but me. What's what's, what's the problem, man? I mean, I wrote every message, Brother Andy Priest, I wrote that thing. What y'all tell He ain't never said nothing about it. Huh? I mean, Saying he's been preaching for a little way longer than I've been saved. So I'm just using this. I ain't really saying this, you know. But that's this kind of mindset that we get because it's all about me. Uh, You know, these men they were fighting through the Philistine lines, thinking that they were fighting through for David, but they were really fighting through for themselves. They were fighting through because they wanted to look good to David. And so many of us are fighting this battle thinking, man, I'm looking good. Man, look, people are watching me. People say, oh, man, joy getting after it right now. And and, and that becomes our mindset. And and instead, God is saying, that's not what I'm wanting. I'm not wanting you to fight through so that I can uh, pat you on the back. It's not about fighting through so that man can look at you and say, good Lord, man, you're doing some stuff. That's not what it's about. It's fighting through to be poured out. It's, it's, it's fighting. I talked about a pat on the back. It's not fighting through for a pat on the back, it's fighting through so I can give back. It's, it's fighting through so that I can be poured out. Because when I fight through, what is being poured out is more valuable than it was before I fought the fight. Because God is not putting me in a fight just for the sake of me being in a fight. It's a fight that I'm fighting, that I'm letting God get the glory in, right? It's not me getting any glory because I ain't getting myself through this stuff. I I know me. I ain't done nothing. But when I come through that fight and I come through the other side of it and I'm saying, look what God is. Just like we talked last week about coming out of that fire saying, look what God has done. Uh, when we come out the other side of that fight and we come out of it and we say, that fight had nothing to do with me. It was everything to do with him. And now I'm being poured out for you. Not for me. That's what David was doing for these men. He was pouring it out, showing them. This is not about you. It ain't even about me. This is our act of Worship. Because that's what a drink offering, that's what being poured out is. It's an act of worship to an almighty God. And so we're being poured out. We're fighting through to be poured out. And I know some of you guys, you're in a fight right now. And you may think that, why am I in this? Why am I in this fight? You know, why am I fighting right now? You're fighting through to be poured out. Don't give up on the fight. Or somebody's going to miss up. Somebody's going to not get the blessing of you being poured out. For David and his men, when David did this, these men, this is the thing you've got to think about. Because like I said, if if, one of my, if I would have done that to one of my friends, I probably would end up with a blood and oath. And you think when David does this, it's an act of disrespect to these. It's not disrespecting these men. It's honoring these men. Right, and, and and that's what this is for you. This is never. Uh, uh, you're not fighting through just for the sake of fighting through. You're fighting through for somebody to get some glory, not for you to get glory, for him to get glory, for them to see his glory. So fight through to be poured out, and then <laughs> it's about. I didn't put the. I, I forgot to put the verse up there. But y'all know the verse. They were, they were breaking through. We're gonna put the verse up there for this one here in just a minute. Because the next thing is that you're getting poured out so that you can be poured in. You're poured out to be poured in. Now put that verse up there, Elena. I didn't read it a while ago. The first part, that was from the last, the last uh, point. So And the three mighty men break through. They were fighting through the Philistines. They were fighting through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well. Now we're getting down to where they're being poured out. And it says that they brought it to David. Uh, they brought, drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. And nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out. Again, it's not a thing of disrespect. He's showing them you've got to be poured out. There's moments in life that you've got to be poured out. Because sometimes when we're, when we're, we're doing, we're fighting through for ourselves. We're fighting a battle, looking for ourselves. We're fit, getting full, right? We're being poured into, but we're being poured into to self. We get so full of self that there's no room for God. You've got to get poured out to make room for God to pour in. Right. That's why we serve. That's why we give back. That's why it's so important. David wasn't disrespecting him. He was teaching him. He was showing him, look, guys, it's about being poured out, letting letting all of this stuff, everything that you've got in you. It's not holding it. It's not. God doesn't give it to you to hold back. He gives it to you to let it flow, let it flow freely, let it flow freely, let it flow freely, pour it out, pour it out, pour it out, pour it out, because God's never going to stop pouring it in. And if you don't ever pour it out, what he's pouring in, ain't getting where it needs to be. Because you think about it. Think about it in your mind. You've got a full picture and you're trying to pour something into it. It's just running over the side. You're never receiving any of what God's pouring out because you're holding on so tight to what you've already got. God didn't give it to you to hold on to. He ain't told you. There was never one time where God said, hey, 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 I'm going to give you all of this stuff. All right. I want you to go home and sit on it. What's that? that, Brother Andy's that old saying. He says, "Uh, yeah, get get, get all you can, can all you get and then sit on the lid. That's the mindset that a lot of us have. We just want to get, 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 and then, and then keep it. Put it back here. Put it back here. I've got it. I've got it in reserve. Look, you ain't got to worry about reserve when you're serving the King of King and the Lord of Lords, right? You ain't got to worry about what you can keep back there because he's got enough right here, right? You ain't got to worry about, man, I've got to hoard all of this. I got to hoard this stuff. I got to keep it back here. I, I, I can't let everybody else have it, man. This is all I've got. I'm not going to get any more. I don't know who you're serving, Obviously, it's yourself. Because if you ain't being poured out, all you're worried about is yourself. God calls us. Go. Go, therefore. Make disciples. Huh? Do it. Hey, be the hands, feet, and mouthpiece of Jesus. Be the heartbeat of Jesus while you're here. You can't do that sitting at home not doing a thing. We've got to pour, get poured out every time we serve, every time we share, every time we give of ourselves. All we're doing is making new space, making more opportunity for God to fill him, fill us with himself, making, making space for God to give us new opportunities to serve him. Right. We got to get that placement. Don't get so full of yourself that you're missing out on what God's trying to give you right now. you got to be poured out so that you can be poured in. Because what all of this comes to, what we're trying to do is we're being poured out. Get to that place where we're being poured out as a living sacrifice. And this is a lot like what Paul was talking about, being poured out as a drink offering, being poured out as a living sacrifice. 2 Samuel 23, 17, that last verse, it says, and he said, be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. David said, I recognize these men, what they did was they're living their life as a living sacrifice. They were willing to give everything they had in this moment for this thing. They didn't even realize what they were doing at the time. They thought they were getting a drink of water for David. What they were doing were setting up you and me for this morning, for God to, to preach this message into my heart and into your heart to call us into a deeper place with him, to call us into a, a a greater walk with him, to call us into a larger role of servitude unto him. That's what today is about. That's what being poured out is all about. We got too many men and women who are sitting in here receiving, receiving, receiving and never pouring out. You're not living your life as a living sacrifice. You're living, but you're not being the sacrifice that God has called you to be. He's called us to do these things. He's asked us to be these things. To be obedient unto him. The Lord tells us, hey, obedience is better than sacrifice. David recognized that these men put their lives in danger to serve him. And so he wasn't about to drink this water. He wasn't about to, because it would have been, you know, we thought it would be disrespect for him to pour it out. It would really be disrespect for him to drink it. Because of what they did, because of what they gave, because of what God is doing here, because it's better to be obedient to God than it is to search for the, the praise, the applause of men. We're called to be a living sacrifice. Romans 12.1 Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It says, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Then it tells you what that means to be a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, your reasonable act of service, a living sacrifice, holy. The only way that I can be holy is to give my life to Jesus Christ, to, to understand that He who that He made Him who knew no sin to become sin for me, so that in Him I might become the righteousness of God. I, the Bible tells me in, in First Peter, be ye holy as I'm holy. I can't be holy, y'all. You can't be holy. The only one who was ever holy is a man named Jesus Christ, and the only way we can be holy is to take His likeness unto ourselves, right? Stop being like me. Start being like him. Accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Give my heart to him. Allow his righteousness to cover all of my wrongdoing. Allow his righteousness to be the blanket by which God looks down and sees me. He no longer sees my wrongness. He no longer sees the evil I've done. He no longer sees the sins that I've committed. He looks down and he sees the perfection, the holiness, the goodness of Jesus Christ. That's what the being holy means. It's holy and acceptable. Unto God. It's not enough just to give your lives to Jesus Christ and then live like you want to live, right? We're living trying to be pleasing unto him. It's trying to be, uh, it's our reasonable act of service to live a life in accordance with God's word, in accordance with who God has called us to be, in accordance with how God wants us to live. It's our duty. It's our privilege. It's our uh, uh, calling in life to be the men and women that God's called us to be, to be holy, to live a life that exemplifies Jesus Christ in everything we say and everything we do. Everywhere we go, people should look at us and say, that's a servant of the Most High God. They don't have to hear me say it. They see it in the way I live. Because I'm being poured out as a living Sacrifice. When you're being poured out, there's never going to be a moment that God's not going to be pouring in. Right? We've got to get to that. Get to that place where we understand this is not about me. The world says it's about me. Everybody tells me it's about me. There's never a moment in that Bible where God said this is about you. It's all about Him. Are you living your life Acceptable unto God. Holy, pleasing, acceptable unto God. That's your reasonable service. When you're being poured out as a living sacrifice, your every breath, your every action, your every word, everything that you do is worship to God. That's what being poured out is. We talked about at the beginning a drink offering was an act of worship. Is your life a continual act of worship? of a god who deserves your worship. You got to get to that place. I've got to get to that place where I recognize how important it is for me to be poured out on a continual basis. Yeah. Because we all, we're looking for satisfaction. You know, we're looking for satisfaction in life. We want to be satisfied. And we know that Jesus satisfies. But satisfaction is not from continually being poured into. This satisfaction, that's part of it. But real satisfaction comes when you're continually being poured out. So I'm calling you this morning. I'm calling on you this morning to be poured out. Volunteer somewhere. Serve somewhere. Get involved somewhere. But be poured out. Or else you're going to get in that place where you're stuck. I've been there. We get in that, that complacent spot. That place where I'm good enough. I'm good enough, right? I'm good enough. As Christians, that should never enter your mindset. Enough should never enter your mindset. You should get rid of that word. Because there is never enough. There's never enough of you serving. There's never enough of you receiving. There's never enough of you being poured out. Are you being poured out this morning? If you're not, it's time. It's time. When, one, one of the amazing things about Embrace Church is we want everybody to serve. We want everybody to, to have that opportunity. All you gotta do is get with a leader and say, look, I'm ready to be poured out. I'm ready to do something. I'm tired of just coming and sitting through Sunday morning service. Because when you're coming and you're just sitting through Sunday morning service, is it just running over the edge like we talked about that already full picture? But if you come and you get poured out before the service starts, there's plenty of room. So this morning, I'm calling on you to be poured out. I'm calling on you to become a living sacrifice. I'm calling on you to to be a drink offering. I'm calling on you to fight through so that you can be poured out. Because I'm promising you that when you're poured out, He's going to continually be pouring in. <clears throat> so if you're here this morning, looking, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't know any of what I'm talking about, right now today is your opportunity to get that rectified. We're about to have a a response time. There's going to be counselors in the back. You can go back there, pray with one of them. Come up here to this altar. Give your life to the Lord. Whatever you need to do. But at the same time, if 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 you're here and you feel like you're stuck, you're here and you feel like you're so full of yourself that you can't get any more of God. Hey, get up to this altar, empty yourself right now. I get back there, pray with somebody. But I also ask you to do this. Sign up for something. whether it's here at Embrace or in the community or whatever, but get somewhere that you can be poured out. Get somewhere that you can be used of God. Let Him use you.